0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Ranking Throne. Sorry, I got something in my throat for a sec. <coughs> yeah, okay. This is why it's unedited, people. We just go with it. Uh, I am James Kelly.
1: And I'm Evan.
0: And every week, Evan and I gather to discuss the men and women who sat on the Iron Throne in George R. R. Martin's fictional world of Westeros. Mm-hmm. And uh, last week, we covered the reign of Darren the First, the young dragon. Mm-hmm. And even though I really admire him and put in a good word for him, we ultimately decided it had to be unanimous and Evan voted on the side of no. So <laughs> Darren the the First was not a dragon. No. And so it, we've had a long string of, dra- of duds mm-hmm. from uh, Aegon from uh, Tristane all the way up to, to Darren. Let's see if Baylor can break that streak. Right. right. So this week we are covering Baylor the Blessed. And uh, just to recap what, what the format of our podcast is, beyond that we go through the, the life and, uh, or the fictional life of the, the king or queen who sat on the Iron Throne, is that I come in as a book fan who's read everything, Evan comes in as a TV show fan who's a bit more uh, just uh, lightly acquainted with some of the deep lore of Westeros. Mm-hmm. So he comes in a bit more fresh and is able to not be so blindsided. Yeah. And so uh, this week we're covering, as I said, Baylor the Blessed. So my first question, Evan, what can you tell me about Baylor?
1: is most famous in he built the Sept of Baylor. Okay. He built the Sept you got
0: something. Baelor. Yep. Yep.
1: And, That's true. Uh, Tywin Lannister mentions him in the fourth season after, forgive me, spoiler alert, uh, S- after the, the king in the series is killed and refers to Baylor as a blessed king and that he built the Sept. Then goes on to say he thought food was of this world and food was sinful. So, that's Tywin Lannister's opinion.
0: Okay, well, you, you, you kind of, like, have let me cover, like, the other thing I was going to mention, which is, like, every week we also like to mention is the king mentioned in the show. And Baelor is just, like, there with Magor of he gets a couple mentions in the show. And uh, just, like, that, that scene with, um, with Tywin, that's one of the great scenes, like, that's not really in the book, no. That just like is a great exploration of deep lore as well as creating one king like that doesn't exist in uh in uh, Martin's world. Mm. Um the middle king.
1: Okay.
0: That he mentions. Although in defense, like that king could exist. He could just be one of the the pre Aegon kings. True. During the Age of Heroes. Mm-hmm. And so also, Baylor is the only person who has a whole episode named after him because uh Ned Stark gets executed on the Sept of Baylor. Mm-hmm. And in that episode also Maester um Grandmaster Pycelle talks about Baylor. Mm-hmm. And uh, Arya is right under the statue of Baylor the Blessed.
1: Right.
0: So, uh also, even though I've already kind of detailed it, does Baylor have a nickname?
1: Baylor the Blessed, yes.
0: Yes, but beyond that, he was also known as Baylor the Beloved. Okay. But he was also known as Baylor the Befuddled. Oh, dear. So, as we're going to cover, he's a very fun king to talk about. He's very polarizing, and you can really go one of... Two very different ways on looking at him. Mm-hmm. So, about the sources, mm-hmm. he is spoken of a lot throughout the A Song of Ice and Fire series. Mm-hmm. He's mentioned by by Sansa and Cersei, who have vastly different op- opinions about him, that reflect his polarizing nature. Okay. And we also, but the main source of like his his reign and the most detailed source comes from the world of ice and fire so the life of balor targaryen Mm -hmm. balor targaryen was the youngest son of aegon the dragon also known as the broken king or aegon the third right unlike his brother Daron, he took no interest in swords or fighting instead being greatly devoted to prayer Baelor would be forced by his younger brother, by his older brother, the young dragon, to marry his sister Dana Targaryen. Dana was much more like her, her brother Darren. Dana enjoyed riding horses and archery. She would probably have been a great warrior had she been allowed to train. Baelor complied with the ceremony, but to Dana's surprise, confusion, and frustration, Baelor did not consummate the marriage. He said that he did his duty of honoring the wishes of his family by marrying, but that marriage was sinful. Dana would not take this rejection well. Yeah, I can't can't completely hear you, so speak up a little bit.
1: Yeah, I understand.
0: Dana dressed in white and would not take to wearing the Targaryen black until her marriage was consummated. Baelor, however, was not shamed by this, and in fact adored Dana wearing white, as it emphasized her supposed innocence. After Darren was betrayed and murdered, the crown passed on to Baelor. Baelor immediately asked the High Septon to annul his marriage, as he had never consummated it. He was granted the annulment and ordered his sisters removed to a tower where they would not tempt the king and other men. We will have a supplementary episode to de- detail the fate of Baylor's other two sisters. Dana was infuriated by this and would constantly manage to escape her imprisonment and sleep with paramours. She would eventually become pregnant during her defiance and g- Her unwillingness um, to bend to Baylor's will earned her the name Dana the Defiant." She would eventually become pregnant during her defiance and gave birth to a baby boy that she named Damon Waters. Mm -hmm. She remained tight-lipped on who the father was throughout her brother's reign. In time, the people would openly wish that Dana had been less defiant for all of the trouble that baby would one day bring to the realm. Mm -hmm. You'll have to wait three episodes to find out why. So, that's fun for you, Evan, to just wait on. See, he's—he doesn't know who I'm talking about. People. I don't. Again, like, uh, I'm sorry, I keep on mentioning it, dude, but like, you're coming in faintly. Uh,
1: testing one two three.
0: Nope. I, I mean, like, I can, but like, I can't. Like, like you, you're barely coming in. Okay.
1: Now let, now do you hear it?
0: I can. Yeah, it's better.
1: Hmm. Something's wrong here. Try again. Testing one two three. Is it sure? Are you sure it's not on your end? Because I can hear you fine.
0: Well, okay, now I can hear you. It's better.
1: All right, continue.
0: Okay. All right. So where was I? Mm-hmm. So yeah. So Dana gave birth to a would later give birth to a baby that, which was a bit of an embarrassment to Baylor. Mm-hmm. Giving birth to a bastard. And how he responded was also, uh, we'll get into it, that. So, Baylor having been crowned king and dubbed the Blessed by the High Septon for his piety, immediately ordered the Dornish hostages freed. He set out at once to walk on a march of penitence to Dorne and bring back the Dornish hostages. He walked for thousands of miles, barefoot and unguarded, as he went to Dorne. With him came all the hostages that his brother had taken after the conquest. Baelor returned the hostages to Sunspear and begged the forgiveness of the Prince of Dorne and begged for peace in the realm. The Prince of Dorne was so stunned and touched by these gestures. The Prince of Dorne and Baelor arranged for his cousin Aegon's younger son, Darren to marry the Prince of Dorne's granddaughter. Baelor also arranged for the returning of King Daeron's body back to King's Landing. Mm -hmm. Baelor then surprised the Prince of Dorne by saying that he would not return to King's Landing with his brother. Instead, he would go to free his cousin, Prince Aemon, the Dragon Knight. The Prince of Dorne feared that Baelor would die in the desert before he reached Aemon. Mm -hmm. Aemon was held in a cage in a pit of vipers. The prison guards said that Baelor was allowed to free his cousin if he dared jump into the pit. Baylor said that a pious man had nothing to fear and that the gods would protect him and went into the pit of vipers. Small folk spread legends that Baylor was not bitten by the vipers or that their bites did not affect him. Mm-hmm. The truth was, though, that he was bitten immediately and numerous times as he successfully freed Aemon the Dragon Knight. Okay. Aemon heroically was able to get Balor to a maester who was able to heal Balor in time, but from this moment onward, it was noted by the historians that Balor was deeply changed by the snake bites. Uh oh. Balor returned to King's Landing, and unlike his father or his brother, was a far more direct and personal king. The smallfolk would come to adore Balor the Blessed. The lords and his uncle Viserys, however, did not. Baelor began a campaign to try to cleanse the realm of sinful works. This led to book burning of Septon Barth's unnatural history, as well as many copies of the *Account of Mushroom and pornographic books. Ah. Baelor wanted all writings of magic destroyed, as magic was an unholy practice in defiance of the gods. Baelor would spend a fortune a good fortune of money to erect a new holy sept to replace the one destroyed by Megor the Cruel. His holy sept was enormous and greatly admired. Baylor would spend a year's taxes to all to purchase bread for the people. While this act was adored by the people, it made governance of the realm next to impossible. Mm. Baylor proposed adopting doves instead of ravens to carry messages across the realm, but this was deemed impractical and stopped. Huh. Baylor attempted to outlaw prostitution. This was not at all successful, and Baylor fasted for a long period to absolve the people for their sins. <laughs> During these fasts, he would only drink water and eat a small amount of bread to sustain himself. Baelor was convinced that a stonemason named Pate was the smith in human form as his work was so exquisite. He named the High Pate High Septon but by- after his predecessor died. But Pate was illiterate and did not know the prayers. He would die only a year later, though it was whispered that Prince Viserys had poisoned him to end the realm's embarrassment.
1: Jesus.
0: After Pate, Baylor was told of a six-year-old who could speak to doves. Convinced the boy could commit miracles, he named this boy High Septon I... after Pate. Oh, no. When Baylor discovered that his sister was pregnant with a bastard, he fasted for a longer period and prayed for Dana's absolution. Officially, Baylor the Blessed would die of starvation from his fasts. Yes. However, the history of the historians repeat a rumor that, in fact, he was poisoned by his uncle Viserys to spare the realm from Baylor's madness. Yeah, that makes sense. For in the last months of his life, Balor supposedly wished to go to war with the North and the Iron Islands to force them to worship the Seven. He was devout. He was utterly devout.
1: Utterly devout, but boy, that's got a lot of holes in it.
0: And that is the story of Baylor the Blessed. A short reign. Short reign. He, he ruled for 10 years, so he gets 10 points automatically for that.
1: That's well, not bad.
0: But before we go into that, though, mm-hmm. our, new, our new little fun subcategory, who is he based on? Baylor draws the most inspiration from the famous French king, Louis IX, known as St. Louis. Okay. St. Louis led the Seventh Crusade, which was not militarily successful, but did maintain hold on Christian cities in Syria. He did this through negotiations, mostly.
1: Yeah, this was diplomacy.
0: In France, he made peace with Henry III, the inspiration for Jaehaerysh the Conciliator, and Aegon the Dragonbane. Right. St. Louis, like Baylor, outlawed prostitution.
1: Gee, that went well.
0: He was very pious, and he greatly reformed the laws to improve justice, curbed corruption, including in the church. hmm So he wasn't blind to just corruption in his courts. Right. And the law. He was also aware that, no, there was corruption in the church.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: the people of france adored him and regarded him as a saint before he was officially canonized by the catholic church
1: mm.
0: unlike baylor though saint louis had nine children and was a good king Yep. so saint louis oh and a city in america is named after him
1: mm. yep
0: but we don't call it louis we call it saint louis
1: St. Louis, Missouri.
0: Yep. So fun little little king Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and fun little facts.
1: Yeah.
0: But to the discussion back to Baylor the Blessed. Mm -hmm. So in the category of the king, first off we give points for time as king because it is hard to to consistently rule as king. Mm Mm-hmm. So, he gets 10 points for that. Right. Because he ruled for 10 years. Short reign, but longer than his brother, who was only four years. Mm-hmm. So, in the category of the king, here are my notes.
1: hmm
0: He was the most popular king to the small folk, only surpassed by Aegon the Conqueror. Okay. Despite the Targaryens being deposed and condemned by Robert... The statue of Baylor, the Blessed, would remain, and many, including Sansa Stark, speak favorably of him. Right. He ended the war with Dorne and allowed Dorne to remain independent and arranged for a peaceful alliance with Dorne by arranging a marriage with, of his nephew, Prince Daron, son of Prince Aegon, to the young Princess Maria Martell. hmm So that de- definitely deserves points. Yes. And being a popular king does deserve some points. Because that means, and it's the small folk who love him, mm-hmm. which I think does matter to, to definitely much more than the Lord's loving you.
1: I, yes, yes and no. I think it's a, I think it's a testament that at least he was able to reach the small people. But if well, the Lord's not like you, you tend not to last long, so.
0: Yeah. He made numerous efforts to feed and aid the poor.
1: Good move. Good
0: he erected a great sept to replace the one that was destroyed by Mago the Cruel. The sept would be dubbed the Sept of Baelor. Mm. And those are my positive things I can say about him as a king. Yes. So, what do we think?
1: You know what, he's not... He's certainly not the worst, but he didn't truly, in my opinion, do anything truly remarkable. So, but he was able to... For what he was as a king i'm gonna give him a seven out of ten
0: i was going that that was what i was thinking too is because like he really 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 gets points for trying at least in this for like he's really caring about the people he he really takes the the devotion of like caring for the poor and the people Mm -hmm. very very seriously
1: right and in all fairness it he didn't have any colossal screw-ups
0: so he died before he could have made them, but he didn't have any in his reign. So because of that, I, I I can't give him full marks for, because like he was a bit like so many of his attempts to help the poor mm-hmm. and help the people like didn't last and were impractical. So, but I give points for trying, so so I'm Mm 7. You're 7? Okay, so that's 14 points. Mm -hmm. That puts him tied with with his father. Okay. Now for a category that I think he'd be very comfortable scoring low in. Mm -hmm. The Warrior. Yes. So, my notes are... And we're going to have to encounter this maybe once or twice. Right. He was not a warrior, but a peacemaker. He was the greatest inverse to his brother. Right. Does he deserve points for being such a peaceful ruler?
1: I think he would have gotten points if he was such a great warrior that no one wanted to rebel. But... In terms of diplomat... Sadly, diplomatic victory doesn't give him any fighter.
0: No. And... And his one time planning for a war got him killed. Yeah.
1: So, he's not a general. He's not a fighter.
0: Can he even go lower than... Than Tristan and Aines. Uh, I don't know. Because, in a way, like.
1: In a way, we kind of have to give him, like, almost like a zero in some cases. Because he just honestly didn't fight. Yeah. And he didn't want to fight. So. He was a
0: pacifist king, so yeah.
1: Yeah, probably a zero.
0: Yeah, yep, yeah, zero. I'm, yep. I'm with you. Yep. So both of us zero. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's wow. Happened.
0: That's the first time that like nothing. Mm-hmm. We've never done that in any category ever before. Yeah. But, but I mean, he was a pacifist. So it's like, I think he wouldn't mind that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, ultimately his opinion doesn't matter. We're the ones judging him. Exactly. But it's just like, still just like, well, he was a pacifist. He, Didn't really have any of that in him to begin with.
1: Right. It's just eh.
0: So. Eh, eh. Next category. Which he probably is going to score big in. Yep. Madness and Misrule. Oh boy so
1: i mean this is
0: okay so so first thing i'll say for before we begin well well, actually this is it's all my notes so okay there's a thin line between a pious man and a fanatic agree line between being holy and insane yes in terms of madness He seems to have been the most debatably benign Mad King to ever befall Westeros. Although, given his his intentions towards the end, Mm -hmm. that benign might have eventually turned into awful, dangerous madness.
1: That I don't doubt. But I think he was...
0: And so here are some of my notes for where it can be both madness and also misrule
1: Mm
0: -hmm. he tried to change the millennia old practice of using ravens to deliver messages with using doves as maesters later wrote this was an incredibly bad idea as ravens are so much smarter than doves and the attempts at following Balor's orders resulted in disaster
1: oh boy
0: Balor was convinced that an illiterate old stonemason could be High Septon. Yes. Baylor also was convinced that a six-year-old could perform miracles and named him High Septon.
1: Like I said, yes. Not much that's kind of self-explanatory.
0: Baylor imprisoned his own sisters to make them avoid tempting men, and especially himself.
1: That backfired?
0: And that kind of also tells me, like, that he kind of was trying to kind of deny his own lust. Yes. And his own desires. Yeah. Which is pretty monstrous. I oh, yeah. would say. Yeah. Only one of his sisters was okay with it.
1: And that's only one.
0: And she was okay with it because she was basically like Baylor exactly. like she was incredibly devoted and a prayer, a devout girl. But yeah. Dana and his other sister, Elena, they were not okay with it. No. And it led to... one can very much argue that Baylor and what he did, although, definitely we'll get into it, but it, it caused something that, as we said, that one little baby. No, that baby. That's gonna be fun for you to find out who that baby turns out to be. This will be fun. It's a little interesting little teaser I keep on teasing you with. Mm-hmm. Baylor bankrupted the crown for a year by spending all of the revenue on bread to feed the people. While a popular act it made governance impossible.
1: I was gonna say that's we've seen that before. We've seen that before in many history books.
0: Like it's something that's like, yes, social welfare for programs are wonderful, but you need to be able to pay them.
1: Right, you need you need money to get keep the government functioning. Yeah, that's what happened. That's basically what happened to Rome during its last hundred years of of life. Mm. Yeah, it literally didn't have the money to support itself.
0: One of the things that I think Martin will never be able to forgive Baylor for, mm-hmm. and a lot of fans don't forgive him for is fans angry at a fictional king in the fictional universe, but, you know. Nice. He had precious books be burned because they contained sinful thoughts or actions.
1: Oh my god.
0: Which, book burning, not a fan of.
1: Not a fan of, but frighteningly common. Oh, yes. Frighteningly common in the Middle Ages.
0: Which, like, Martin is basing this on history. Oh, yeah. And, like, there, there were tons of people like this.
1: I think the difference was that there may have been some who wanted to thought they were sinful actions. Others genuinely thought that the, the, if they were ignorant, peasants are a lot easier to control. So there's some political behind there. Think of it as a publicity stunt, whatever. I'm inclined to believe that he did genuinely believe that they contained evil thoughts.
0: Sinful thoughts breeds more sin.
1: Yes.
0: One more thing, I didn't include my notes, but again, worth definitely repeating. Mm-hmm. He wanted to compel the North and the Iron Islands, who believed in the Old Gods and the Drowned God, respectively, mm-hmm. to believe in the Seven. And he knew that they wouldn't, and so he was, knew he would go to war with the North and the Iron Islands. Yeah. Oh, yes. He would bring a crusade in Westeros, uh, civil no. war crusade on Westeros. Oh boy. That's also.
1: That's pretty bad. Because you want to know who did that? In, because you want to know who did that in Europe in the 1250s? Say hello to the Teutonic Order and the last war against the pagans in Lithuania. Yeah. God, there was a lot of bloodshed. Yeah.
0: Lastly, and uh, to get a, maybe a character's opinion, that might check our own opinion. Uh-huh. Tyrion Lannister flatly said that Balor was a terrible king and that the people's adoration of Balor is completely misplaced.
1: Mm. If we see it from a noble's point of view, yes. But if you really look at it from the, from the people's point of view, I can see why they loved him.
0: I can see why they love him as a martyr, as an image. Just like why I can see they love Darren as, like, an image. Right. A saint is much more easy to admire than, like, remembering what that person actually did.
1: Oh, yeah. Martyrdom is extremely powerful. Yeah. Oh, that's what Alexander the Great is, to a certain extent.
0: Oh, yeah. He's a secular martyr. Mm Mm-hmm. So...
1: though as far as to call him a bad king i would just call him not a great one he was a good king but he wasn't a great king
0: well so what do we think for madness emma's rule
1: <sighs> i have to give him like a four out of five or eight out of ten
0: yeah this is out of ten this category
1: yeah i'd have to give him an eight out of ten just because so many things went wrong Fortunately, they didn't seem to have too many horrid consequences, but there were consequences. And you know that if he had stayed around any longer, they would have gotten worse and worse and worse.
0: I can go harder. I'm Mm going to go... I'm going to go nine because, like, he really was, like... uh, Even though I believe, like, he he sincerely believed it... Uh Uh-huh. He, he was becoming, if it had not already become, a mad king. Just yeah. mad in his devotion, mad in his piety. Mm-hmm. And just, like, so impractical. He just wasn't meant to be king. And, like, the only thing that stops it from being a, a perfect score is because most of his madness didn't really destroy the realm, thankfully. No. But... If he had been any longer, oh my gosh, it would have been, right, would have been horrendous trash. for the realm. Yeah. So I'm gonna go nine.
1: I'm still going with eight.
0: Alright, so seventeen.
1: That's pretty bad.
0: That's one behind hmm. That's one behind Aegon the second and and Magor the cruel. It's tied with Renira. That's bad. So, now on the more lighter subject of mm-hmm. portrait, what do we think he looks like?
1: Okay, let's take a look.
0: Evan, you might be surprised. He might look a little bit familiar to you. And this was by. Mm-hmm. The side.
1: opening almost
0: there okay and this is his uh his portrait on on westeros.org mm-hmm. By him,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah it looks like jesus
1: he does look like jesus i was almost expecting a, a king louis type figure
0: mm-hmm. like he he literally looks like jesus he's he's perfect martyr perfect
1: mm-hmm. he wears black
0: well, just all all white, pure. Right. I mean, it looks like a hippie. Yeah. I don't know that. As a king, though, uh, he looks more like a holy man than a king.
1: That's what I was thinking. Yeah.
0: Out of five. Mhm. I mean, like I would follow him.
1: I would. I would. I would follow him, but. He doesn't, he doesn't give off the air of being a king. So, I mean, I'll give him, I'll give him a four, th- three and a half out of five.
0: I'm there. Yeah, three and a half for me, too. Mm-hmm. So, that gives him a seven. Nice. All right, and so, whip out the calculator and tabulate the score. Mm-hmm. So, he got ten for being king, for time is king. He got fourteen for the king. Right. He got nothing for the warrior because he was a pacifist. Right. He got seventeen for madness and Miss rule. He kind of was a bit. <laughs> and he got seven for portrait. Right. So that gives him a total of forty-eight. Okay. So he's tied with Renira.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And before we get to the final verdict, though, right. a fun question. Cinematic, what do you think? He could have an episode
1: on him and it would almost be like a dark comedy.
0: I think you can do a couple episodes. Like, there's definitely, like... Both Darren and and Baylor would make a great like season of television. I'd say. Yeah. Along with the uh, what's going on with with their sisters. Right. And their, as we'll get to it in the next episode, but their poor uncle just having to deal with this wacky family, <laughs> of his, and just trying to keep everything in check. Mm-hmm. So, I'd say yeah. I'd say yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It could definitely be cinematic.
0: Yeah. So, if HBO's listening, give it a shot.
1: Definitely give him a shot.
0: But the final verdict, and this is where the raid debate is going to finally happen, which is the final category, Dragon or Dud? Uh, is he someone that is worth remembering, or is he ultimately more of a footnote?
1: This is a weird one, because I think... He does have a lasting legacy in the Sept of Baelor.
0: But I, I don't think just in the Sept of Baylor though. I think yes, because because of how much, just like his brother, I'm going to argue again. Like this is another king who's so inspirational, right? And has such a huge impact on the small folk and to the very pious lords, right? Like he is always referred to. He's kind of like a shorthand for. He's basically they don't really have saints in westeros right and the faith of the seven doesn't really have saints but if there's a saint it's balor like that's who they always talk about when they talk about devotion he's like a synonymous with devotion and piety
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and that's really important and also being a symbol of pacifism right and forgiveness in the warlike westerosi and being really admired for that,
1: by the small folk,
0: by the small folk,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and considering his brother had just led a war that everyone really thought was awesome,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and yet asking for peace and everyone being completely okay with that.
1: Okay, yeah, you got you got my attention.
0: I think, I think that's pretty impressive. So I think, and like again, a big part comes to, into his legacy part, right? But I think, ultimately, yes. I think Baylor I don't think he's a good king. But I think he's a... I guess this is what why what I always think of when I think of dragon. I think of like just a big impact. Yes. And yeah. that's why Rhaenyra was a dragon.
1: Right. In terms of impact, so definitely this guy was high. But so, I think during, during his time, he would not have been a dragon.
0: So that's what you're... So, but how do you vote?
1: Yeah, I, I think he's a dragon, albeit maybe not the most... Certainly not remembered for the warlike repercussions. But you're right, I think that's, that's exactly what it is.
0: Okay, alright. So, congratulations, Balor. You're you right made right. it. You are a dragon, even though dragons are probably sinful in your eyes and uh, yes, and unholy demons, but you're a dragon. Mhm. So that breaks our long streak of duds. Right. So, so now we have, have another dragon to add to our list. He joins the company of to do a recap so far of who, who's made it in. Mhm. Jaharis, the conciliator.
1: Mhm.
0: Aegon the Conqueror, naturally.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maegor the Cruel. Yes. He was a monster, but he was a dragon. Right. And we also argued that Rhaenyra was a dragon. Right. Because even though she was the half-year queen, she did fight for it. Oh, yeah. And she left such a legacy that everyone afterwards was, is terrified of the idea of a queen mm-hmm. ruling. Because their the one try didn't really work out. And now Baylor the blessed is is on that list Not bad. so with that in mind, and uh, also that with Baylor the blessed mm-hmm. that is it for the children of aegon third that's it for his line yep um so next week we are we are covering the unlikely rise of Prince Viserys to become Viserys the hmm. Second. How will he do as king? He's been hand for a long, long time. So how will he handle being king? Finally, hmm. find out next episode. Ah, ah, ah. See you then. Have a See great it. time.
1: Enjoy.